Just so I know my audience, how many people here are Red Sox fans? Okay. Um, Brother Austin, where are you? you, Where's he hiding? Austin? Oh. Where's he hiding? He's hiding. Oh, there. Can you stand up? I I just, I I, I don't want to do this to you. Okay. I lied. I do want to do this to you. But I, I just want to just give you an example of a man that because his team lost, you know, in the last series, um, his heart is moving to rooting for the home team. And I, and I just want to support him in that, in that conversion of heart to, to take on the Red Sox. I just want you to know that you are in my prayers in a special way because there you go. Um, this past week, my younger brother, Joe, gave me a call, because my younger brother, Joe, is actually probably more of a Red Sox fan than I am, and I consider myself a pretty good Red Sox fan. And he said to me, he said, Sean, any way you can get a World Series tickets for us to go? And he goes, and he goes, and Dad, too. And I'm like, Joe, that's a very big ask. You know, I mean, you know how bold it would be for me to go up to someone who actually had tickets and said, hey, can you spare three for my brother, me, and my dad? And I said, Joe, I said, well, you pray about it. You pray for it, and if it comes my way, I'll let you know. I think most of us can, can relate with how bold it would be to ask someone to give you their World Series tickets. Today, in the gospel, a couple of our disciples are more bold than that. They, they come before Jesus. Let's just, let's just read it out. So I don't misquote the Lord. So James and John came to Jesus and said, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. Wow, does that just sound like a little bold? Coming to Jesus said, okay, whatever we ask, we just want you to say yes right now. But Jesus is patient with them. He's like, okay, I'll play along. What do you wish me to do for you? Like, I'm the little genie here. Just rub on the bottle, and I'm going to give you your three wishes. They say, grant that in your glory we may sit, one at your right and the other at your left. Boom. That's a lot. That's a big ask. And Jesus says, do you, do you know? Do you know what you're asking here? Can, can you drink of the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? And they're like, we can. They have no idea what they are asking. Zero. But they want it. They want to be with Jesus. They want to be in his glory. Whatever that might mean. Let me ask you a question. You tell me which one's more bold. First one is, uh, how people here want to go to heaven? Show of hands. All right, hands down. How people here want to be saints? Okay. Which one's more bold? To be go to want to go to heaven or want to be a saint? What's more bold? 
All right, all in favor of being a saint, raise your hand up high if you think that's more bold. This does not work. All right, can someone just add, help me out? Like, what's more bold about saying, I want to be a saint? Someone help me out. This is a participation homily. I don't go on with the Mass until I get some feedback. Okay, that's a, good, that's a good thing. Hey, being a saint, it's like, oh, I want to be recognized. Oh, look at me. See the little halo there? Yeah. I'm all that and a bag of chips. Okay. What, what else when you think? What, what's so being bold about being a saint, saying that? You got to perform miracles? Okay. That's kind of a high ask. Yeah. Maybe. Anyone else? I, I don't know. It's like when, when, I, when I think, it's like, hey, you know, I want to be a saint. It's like, I want to be holy. Maybe it's a little bit, man, that doesn't look like fun. Doesn't necessarily look like fun. And it might be painful. It might cost me something. And Jesus is hinting a little bit that it might cost. He says, can you drink of the cup that I can drink, that I will drink? and be baptized with the baptism I can? James and John are like, too easy, yes. They have no idea. In the garden, Jesus says, Heavenly Father, if it's possible, let this, let this cup, let this chalice pass me, dying to self. Dying to self for others. That's what Jesus is saying, to be a disciple, what does it look like to be a disciple? To be a disciple is to have the heart of Jesus, a heart that doesn't think of oneself, that thinks of others. And for that to happen, our our hearts need to be formed. So I just want to share with you briefly, in a few minutes, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. And, and that little secret, I hope it's not a secret. I really, it's something, it's a desire in my heart, a passion in my heart to, to get this word out. And that is, is that what is, what is it that the seminarians and the religious and the brotherhoods of hope get, you know, because they have a novitiate, they have these years of formation. What is it that they, they receive that, that helps them live out their vocation? And, and does any of it apply to me? Can I learn from them? Anyone else want to know the secret to that? Raise your hand if you do, or just say amen. Okay, for those of you who said amen, I'm going to tell you. For those of you who didn't, I'm still going to tell you. Um, I, I'm going to share with you very briefly three dynamics that are integral to formation for our seminarians. And I have four of my novices here. I'm not going to embarrass them and point them out at all, okay? <laughs> but... Because repetition, that's how we learn, they're going to hear a little bit of what I've been saying in the novitiate, because I work at St. Clement's with our novices. And, and these are the three things that, that I hope that they take in their heart profoundly in the novitiate, and they live it out throughout the rest of their life, and it's as equally applicable to you. So the three things I want you to remember, and there will be a test, is number one is self-knowledge, number two is self-acceptance, and number three is self-gift. What was the first one? So far, you all pass, okay? 
Self-knowledge is being aware. Self-awareness. What's going on inside of me? Am I aware of my thoughts, my feelings, my desires? Am I aware of my struggle sometimes with anger? And what's underneath it? You know, to really be aware. One of the things that we've worked on in the vision is that understanding that anger can be a gift. G-I-F-T. It can reveal what's underneath it. Very often underneath anger is guilt. Sometimes an experience of being inferior. If someone makes me feel inferior, I find myself getting angry. Fear or trauma. Trauma can be a big trauma in our life. Someone dies, there's an accident. But smaller traumas that earlier in my childhood, I've just not really experienced that I'm loved. I, I, I grew up in an environment of safety and security and other things happen in life and it triggers it and uh, I find myself getting angry. This is growing and, and what's my history? Do I know my story? Am I aware of how I'm raised and how it shaped me and who I am? That's number one, which is called what? What's number two? Self-acceptance. This is where we find our identity. And very often, we look for our identity in one of two extremes. We'll look for our identity in our achievements, our successes, our titles. This is who I am. You know, people who, who have to tell you all their accomplishments have really found their, their identity in their successes. And I think the disciples today in the gospel, James and John, they were like, we're going to find our identity and, and the honor of being at your left and your right and the power and the glory that comes with that. Not in, in being just loved by the Lord. The other extreme that we will go to, so either it's our successes, our titles, our achievements, we'll find our identity sometimes in our failures. And we'll believe certain lies about ourself, that I'm unlovable, I'm unwanted, I'm not needed, I'm all alone, I don't feel protected, I'm just a confused person, I can't make up my mind, that's just who I am. Things are never going to change, this is my, my lot in life. I'm a failure. These are things that, that are whispered in our heart that we find our identity on and we can lock onto it. And the truth is that our identity is to be received, not achieved. You are God's beloved. You're his beloved daughter. You're his beloved son. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. God loves you, and there's nothing you can do about it. But how often, and how many of us really believe that? We might feel like, you know what, i got to get my halo on straight before I come before the Lord. He can't love me in my sinfulness. He can't love me in my brokenness. I have to earn His love, His approval. I have to do a lot of great things, and then maybe God will love me. Self-acceptance, this is coming that we come before God as we are, where we are, and we receive his love. We accept that God loves us and there's nothing we can do about it. When we receive that, we can more profoundly move into number three, which is what? Self-gift. 
self-gift is, is our vocation in life. It can be our vocation to marriage, to priesthood, to religious life. It's ministry. It's some kind of mission. It's, I want to give of myself. I want to serve in some way. And that's what Jesus was saying in the gospel today. We must be, we must have the heart of Jesus, the heart of a servant. To give of ourselves for love of others. Not because of what we get back. Not because of how it might lift us up and say, look at all my achievements. But simply because that's what love wants to do. It wants to give. It wants to serve. Let's pray for the grace as we continue with this Mass. As we receive Jesus himself into our hearts, into our souls, that we're receiving his love for us. That's just truly and totally just given. I say, Jesus, here's my big ask. Can I be so bold to say, Jesus, help me receive your love for me? Jesus, as I receive your love in my heart, wash away the lies that I believe about myself, that I disqualify myself from your love. Heal me of the hurts that throughout life I keep trying to earn other people's respect, other people's love. And maybe, Lord, I'm even trying to earn yours. Heal me of, of that tendency. Heal me of that lie. And just help me just to, to receive, to be open, to let my littleness, to let my brokenness be a stepping stone to come to you, not a stumbling block. Amen?